following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Springspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah. We talk games! We talk games, arcade weekly. Hey, everybody! Zippity doo dash, skippity day, poop poop doo poop, papa doo poo. I'm sick. I have yeah. motion sickness relief, specifically vertigo. Without the motion, my name is Wiggly. I'll be your host today on We Talk Games Special Edition. Go! Obligatory greeting, mm. everybody. Mm. I'm a racist. Wow. <laughs> oh, not for this week. Already? What happened? Not, not this week's game. What is this week's game? Wait, we gave hints. Yes. Okay. What? Final Jeopardy. So I'm not a, I'm not a racist yet. Next week, yeah. we'll all be racist. We're doing our hints already? Yeah. yeah that's our hint. Racist on wheels. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Welcome today to uh, Arcade Weekly. On the Skype pipe here is John E. Capcom. Yes. He's coming all the way from Ireland. Now, in Ireland, do you have the metric clocks or what? How's no. time work in there? Well, we have 24-hour clocks and... What? 12, yeah. I think you have 100-hour clocks, my that friend. Many numbers on a clock. You have 100 hours. Yes. Well, I mean, what is it? You, you know, the, the 2300, the, oh, that's yeah. the army time. We do that. Oh, you and do? We do? And we do the clock time with the 12. Well, you should switch to the metric system. Metric system is the future, my friends. I heard that. Find out your kilometer grams, that you, how much you weigh, and then do your KCALs. Oh, hey, you forgot to mention that Halloween's this week, so this is our spooktacular. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Calvin Cubic on the line, also Keith LaPosh. I don't give a shit in the booth. Oh, yeah, fuck him. Yo. Keith. He can be. Keith. How about Queef LaRoche? Queef LaRoche. Yeah. <laughs> In the booth, Queef LaRoche. There he is. <laughs> uh, the listeners, of course, can see that Wiggly's costume is a salty fucker today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just that I, instead of doing. I have to. I was gonna. What happened was. He was gonna cover Jack Lantern, yeah. but my son shines on the way VHS. I was gonna transfer to digital because they don't have it in the torrents. It's a movie that stars Amy Wright, of course, from The Accidental Tourist, 
And Scatman Carruthers, top billing. Scatman's first top billing. Don't know why that made me burp, but there it is. Whoops, there it is. Today we're going to be talking about a game for your spooktacular Halloween. <laughs> Ooh, wait till you see all the scary things that happen in this game. Of course, 1990 Sega AB Cops. Mm-hmm. Like, like ACDC, but ABC Ops. Or yeah, you like could call that. that in uh, Australia. It's also it's known as the Road Harrier. The Road yeah, Harrier. <laughs> I thought it was going to be A Z cops. Wait, do you say Z? I go both ways. Oh, do they? Wow. Open okay. Z Z Z Z. It's fine. It's a, it's you never know because you learn some words, you know, and like some of them require Z, some of them require Z. It's true. Oh, Z is my default though because of Lord Z from. Uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking about racism, we'll get into Power Rangers 1 for the Super Nintendo. Where do you hear about that, kids? AB Cops is our big Halloween <laughs> episode. Spectacular. Yes. In the spirit of Hang On, Super Hang On, Power Drift, Space Harrier, uh, Outrun, Turbo Outrun, right? I think that was... Around that time, Sega was putting out a lot of similar... Games. Well, what about fucking lazy games? No, yeah, they were really lazy. <laughs> well, not. What are you talking about? Did you ever play Power Drift? This oh, you mean Sega was lazy? Yes. Oh yeah. And Space Harrier with a Home Alone death screen. That's what. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Edward Monk scream. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. the ending. Yeah. That's your. That's your continue screen. The yes. continue screens guilt you into insanity. Yeah, this is like Space Harrier without flying around or the cool cabinet. <laughs> hey, it had a very cool cabinet. Sure. It didn't it, it didn't want to fool Yeah, it had a seat and, and, and handlebars, which for some reason gets called a paddle. Yeah. Yeah, they call it a paddle. Uh, well, because the, there's throttles on either side. Fuck you. Just, okay, it's a fucking handlebars. <laughs> Yes, but Jesus Christ! The throttle is actually sensitive to how far you go. Your throttle like, sensitive to how far you go, so you can control your also, jump and acceleration. Do I have to wait for everyone to stop speaking before I speak? <laughs> I also like Radmobile, and to a lesser extent, Gale Racers. So there, how you like that? And then. Because I was always saying, why does the Radmobile come out on something? Why does the Radmobile come out on something? I keep saying that over and over. Why does the Mad Radmobile come out? I guess it came out on a Saturn. But then what happened? Came out that trucking one. What was that trucking one called, John, for the, for the uh, Dreamcast? Baiting Wheeler or Big Mother Truckers. On yeah, Heavy Trucking. That's right, by Sega. Big, big Mother 8-track rollers. They come out. They're all high. You know, shit's flying out their mouth, their butts, they don't care. Dial it back a number of cases. I hate the characters. But it plays working some shit out right now. But it plays <laughs> AB Cops plays out most like Space Harrier trying to imitate Chase HQ, I think. Titos. Remember Chase HQ? Yes. That was fun. It was the same mechanic. You get shit on your your scanner, you go out, you run into people on motorcycles with your car and kill them. Yeah, much like real police, you have complete disregard for human life. 
<laughs> but it, you know what's nice is when you crash into the plebeians cars that are out on the road being mm. human roadblocks. Nice. Don't you hear the siren? I'm flying around on a fucking motorcycle. Uh, you're talking about Chase, Chase HQ. No, I'm talking about Abe Ab Cops. Oh, okay. Air Balloon Cops. Isn't that what I t- Yeah. Chase HQ had more pedestrian interference, whereas AB Cop has a lot less of that and more of trying to catch up to the, the, the goons so you could hit them. Because this game takes away the health bar and has a, yeah. uh, a time clock that you have to beat. You have to get a certain metric of thugs killed before time runs out. And each time you kill one of these thugs, it adds more time to the clock. So hopefully by the end, you have enough time to kill the boss who enters the stage once you meet the metric of how many thugs you're supposed to kill. So let's say there's six. Once you hit the six thugs and destroy them, then the the boss will come out. And as you progress through the metric of thugs, the stages change slightly. So you'll be on the outskirts of a city, in a suburb, now you're in the city, and now you're outside the city again. Whereas Chase HQ was more of dodging the pedestrians to find that one guy you're searching for and hitting them. Same mechanic, though, just smashing your vehicle into them until uh, their health bar is depleted. And that's what you do in this game as well. But then you fight an end boss in a basically what is a, a racing game. And I wanted to set this up first. This game was made, like you mentioned, to work with throttle controls and something on the floor even, I think. I think sure. the jump yeah was on the floor. Yeah. I've had a look at the cabinet, and it seemed like that was the way it worked. Right on. Uh, there's no videos of anyone playing the cabinet online, obviously. But uh, I got to that Home Alone uh, end screen pretty quickly <laughs> due to the fact that the arcade uh, cabinet I was playing on had a joystick that I had to tab to put inputs in. Right. And I didn't know what I was doing. Because of the shitty control, I got to appreciate the 3D effect of your bike yeah, you get hit, he spins, and I'm like, fucking hell, look at it, the definition on that. Yeah, it looks almost polygonal. Yeah. At the end, he also comes to a screeching halt like that to give you the thumbs up that he murdered people. Yeah, like you said. <laughs> like the, real cops. Right, exactly. Uh, nowadays, <laughs> it seems that way. So I want to just set up, if you're trying to do this on your main cabinet, I think a dual analog controller would work with this. I was using an Xbox 360 controller while playing this game. First, I started with a Logitech controller that did not want to work for me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I set up with a 360 controller. And once it's set up, it worked quite well. It's just getting it set up correctly. Because if you don't set it up correctly, you're constantly using your boost instead of using the acceleration of the handle. Now, it's my understanding by doing a little bit of research that, in fact, the jump is the uh, left side of the handlebar oh, okay. um, that has torque. So that way, depending on how hard you go on the torque, the further you jump up. If you go into the this game's settings, where it says pedal analog, declination would be, or decline, would be the up. Up. So whatever you use for up is what you want to be the decline and whatever is for the paddle analog increase would correlate to pulling back on your uh, gas so either you want to go up to turbo yourself or back down to throttle down and that's in the declination and inclination and then the pedal one analog the declination on that on the pedal 
To go left is the first selection there, the decline, and to go right is the increase or incline. So oh, that, that'll help you. I hear it in the you. background. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> me playing. But talking about cabinets, talking about why I wanted to review this game in the first place, ever since I saw Super Hang-On and Space Harrier on the Genesis, I mean, I knew about these games when they were in the arcade and stuff, but the Genesis is where I got to play these most. And Super Hang-On was just spectacular for its time. Super Space Harrier came out on the uh, Genesis, and Space Harrier, the original, came out on the Master System. And also, uh, it was a 3D game on the Master System, too. Space Harrier? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, actually, yeah, it makes complete sense to be a 3D game. <laughs> sure. The only problem with that was that the sprites extended a bit into just a re- rectangle around the sprite area would just have, like, background as part of a rectangle because of the processing power of the master system, I guess. When you put it into that 3D world, you sort of had to make it a rectangle instead of the shape of a rock or something like that. Yeah. So when I saw Super This and Super That, and then, of course, in the arcade, Super Hang-On had this crazy crotch rocket that you'd sit on. The big bike thing, wasn't it? Yep, that was in 1987. So I think that this was a better cabinet than sitting on a giant motorcycle in the middle of an arcade. I could never do it because I thought it was so humiliating (laughs) to be sitting on this fake plastic motorcycle in the middle of people you'd like to impress in the arcade <laughs> around you. impress the, uh, the ladies to hop up on the bike there. And, <laughs> on a plastic you know, bicycle. Yeah, they, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, show the, show the buns off as you, <laughs> you gyrate side to side on the bike. And I was thinking about that, and I was putting that all in perspective with, you know, Sega had all different type of wacky gimmicks. And, you know, everyone came into gimmicks with the, jumped on gimmicks with the Wii. Oh, it's a gimmick, it's a gimmick, it's a gimmick, Wii. And it is, but maybe, but at least it was better designed for the games than, than these wacky interfaces. Look at G-Lock. You'd sit in a giant bubble in the middle of, uh, of the arcade and go around like a hamster wheel or something. And, you know, that was awesome. But then you look at the graphics, you were playing a tiny little TV screen, you know, <laughs> on this giant thing that you're sitting in. Did you ever play R360? There wasn't many of them, but I remember playing one briefly back in the day. Was it a game or was it just like an experience, like a roller coaster? Or it was a game. You okay. got in there and you played it. like, And it was like a gyroscope or something you were inside. Mm-hmm. So they'd strap you into it. Yeah. And uh, there was somebody watching you at all times, but when you'd move, <laughs> it'd completely move 360 degrees. And it was this big kind of mechanized gyroscope thing but you were playing just like afterburner on a postage stamp inside <laughs> of it as well you know it wasn't very immersive yeah. outside of the fact that you're the game is difficult enough but you're trying to play it upside down basically that's the- right and you know you think of that and then you then you realize that sega wasn't the first to make a fucking safari car that you're shooting guns with or we talk about it all the time prop cycle or yeah, uh yeah the minecart thing that I'm really crazy about—the hand hand pump car on a railroad. Well, did, did you play that? that Namco one, where you're nudging each other with batons. With batons. With batons, <laughs> as the French would say. You grab onto a thing, and it's attached to the cabinet. You grab onto a baton, like, and it's got like a bumper at the bottom, 
and then like your characters on screen are trying to stay in the middle of the screen as they run forward. Oh, and you bump into your opponent to try and knock their guy off the bridge or whatever you're running along. Wow, I didn't Can't do that one yet. Really fun game. Yeah, but then you realize that all this came even back when there were just mechanicals, like you know when you have that toy car that the blind rolls down. The <laughs> I don't know if you had this when you were a kid. It's just a little plastic thing, and it's just sort of a paper roll that you wind up, and it starts coming down, and you move your tiny little car over the road on there. And then later on, they came out with lights, so if you hit something, a light would come on. Or Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. You get, like, two C batteries or something. Yeah. And it would make a horrible whirling noise as you played it. Play, played, quote-unquote, played it. Because it's ro- unrolling that. Yeah. Just move the plastic car back and forth. Because it's rolling the play field down on you. But they used to have mechanicals like that that uh, people would sit on in the arcade, too. It was a little more complex. And then uh, even things like Fireman, which uh, I loved that game. Just a well, one of those graphics. was featured in Dawn of the Dead, if you remember. Oh, was it? Fireman. Yeah. No, no, uh, oh. the driving game. The guy, um, not Ken Foray, the other helicopter guy, he's playing one of those in the arcade in the shopping center in the middle of the film. Any of those old, you know, Racing games race. have been around yeah. for a very long time. Yeah, and crazy cabinets and interfaces. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Mm-hmm. You have to arrest Boris the skinhead and his yes. merry band of uh, goofs. And you're leader of the mutant gang from The Dark Knight Returns. (laughs) He does look a lot like that. And that's where we decided, well, (laughs) I decided, hey, this has has monsters in it. (laughs) Should we do something special for Halloween? And I said, well, this has uh, biological mutants and uh, guys that took a file to their teeth. So this is Halloween. Yeah, human trafficking (laughs) clowns. Right. Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what Kyle said to me. He said, is this a game that there's a clown with a girl in a cage? And I said, probably. And there is the white powder in the Orient that you have to track down <laughs> yes. as well. But uh, so you're a cop and you're basically on a jet bike, a hover bike and a an motorcycle. Air bike. An air bike, I mean, an air, a, an, an aero ship balloon bike. Yes. Uh, Doug Flutie atop an air bike. <laughs> He smashes into perpetrators. Right. This game is a lot easier than most of the other of its contemporaries, like we said, Space Harrier, Hang On. It's a lot more forgiving. The edges of the screen don't really hurt you too much. They just slow you down. I do love the mechanic. It doesn't matter how far you drive, how short you drive. You just have to clear those number of uh, bad guys off the screen, as you said, those metrics that appear. Yeah. And then the time starts over again when you face the end boss. So having an end boss in a racing game is kind of cool. All the end bosses play the same. Mm-hmm. Basically, they'll shoot something at you, either rings or fire or skulls or I can't remember what the other. And all it does is make you spin out. And, right. You know, eats up time. Yeah. It's kind of an easy game and it's fairly a short game. I think there's only five levels after you beat the Six clown. stages in oh, total. Oh, six. Oh, yeah. yeah, because then you have the uh, special bonus round. The bonus round at the end, if you if you hit a certain, uh, I guess this would be the pro player tip Okay. in the back of it. But yeah, if you go over 60 million points, there's an extra stage at the very end of the game where you're on like Rainbow Road and you hit into Chibi 
versions right. of all the bosses that you beat during the game. Yeah. And what's really disappointing is that that bonus stage, I think, would have been a better, <laughs> a better game. Uh, I didn't not like this game. It's fun. It's just it's not very challenging and it's extremely repetitive. Mm. But what I liked about that bonus stage is it reminded me a lot of in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the bonus stage where you're collecting the rings. And I remember playing that when I was younger and I'm thinking, I wish that there was just a game of this bonus stage. Right. Because that actually conveyed... Now, this game does a great job of conveying speed with its pseudo 3D perspective. And so did that Sonic 2 game bonus stage. But it's very similar where you have to go left, right, up, down to collect these chibi characters. And at the end, it gives you a, uh, a point bonus on top of your score. But you have to hit 60 million to get to that stage. Right on. The six stages are Boris the Skinhead and his gang of cutthroats, as they say, and they're robbing a bank. The level design looks very similar to Portland, where you got the sub, uh, the suburbs, you have the country, you have the, the city itself. And the rapists. And the rapists. Yeah. But right after that, you're going after a bio creature that has escaped <laughs> from a lab. And uh, I'm and all the mangroves of India. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like very confused. Like, I think this is out of AB Cops jurisdiction a little bit. Like, I can see, you know, skinheads robbing a bank. All right, you send in the cop. A bio creature escapes from a hidden laboratory. Maybe you should send the National Guard. But regardless, uh, yeah, you're sent into the jungles to fight this bio creature, which Only it says. That game- had been made as an FMV game in the <laughs> mid nineties. Cause someone could have went, we need to get the army. And then the AV cop goes, well, maybe you forgot whose jurisdiction this is. <laughs> oh boy. But What's interesting. The, uh, is they say to bring back the bio creature alive. I don't think that's possible in this game. You blew him up. Yeah. You, you pretty much kill everything. So but put this, your bike into his face. Right. <laughs> this uh, this game is neat. You never see them taking them out in cuffs, but they do get put in prison afterwards. That's right. Yes. Uh, so I guess they are alive. I mean, it's just, I don't just, know how they survive. They were close to death, and they had to get the adrenaline shot right to their uh, heart. Second stage, great music. I just have to bring that up. Uh, the Bio Monster stage, I was proper happy with the tunes that were playing there. The rest of the game, not so much, but the mm-hmm. second stage, I thought, had really good tunes. I really like the waterfalls, going through the waterfalls, going through the canyon. I thought that was uh, super. That's the thing that brings me to those games is when I first saw these giant pixels just coming at me, it was a whole new level of parallax because basically it is a type of of parallax. It's just uh, coming forward and moving sprites forward, and you need a pretty big engine to do that. And that's why later games suffered a lot from pop-up, and we'd see pop-up in... (laughs) <laughs> the first batch of polygon games yeah, as well. Yeah, polygonal games with the fog too. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Where did you learn to fly? <laughs> <laughs> These eventually ran into a wall and you'd have a lot of pop-up like in Radmobile. But I still recommend Radmobile because you have a 45 degree bank turn going on in your cities. So after you capture the uh, bio creature, you move on to the quote-unquote Orient, which is <laughs> right. well, shocking my- that this came from Sega. <laughs> True. Going because they do a, mean Yakuza and Ninja and things like that. They don't mean, uh, you know, flying carpets and things like that. Yeah. And you're going after a Shogun death dealer. Yeah. Of white powder. <laughs> yeah. So. That's like Samurai Cop. <laughs> it really is a lot like Samurai Cop. Like, you know, the guy, Mahan, and he's there going, you know, we respect the Japanese businessmen of this country. 
who are honest businessmen, not death merchants. <laughs> like you, the shit katana gang. If anyone out there hasn't seen Samurai Cop, make it your fucking business. Right? Indeed. Sorry. After that, you go into the Nevada desert where you go after the human trafficking clowns we touched on. And which, what I like a lot about this level. Juggalos, right? Yeah, Juggalos. For, for some reason, <laughs> when you defeat the end boss, we get the Ang Lee doves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Lee, sir. <laughs> and, and also, the, uh, he throws beach balls at you. And then, like you said, the, he blows up and doves come out of him. <laughs> Yeah, and then when he goes to jail, he's very sad. He sticks his tongue out at um, <laughs> very weird. Just seeing that static shot of the enemy behind bars, I think, is uh, a lot more entertaining than some of the some of the titles we reviewed. I won't they mention look, them. They look so sad. They're very sad. They're like, <laughs> "What do I do? I'm fucking rat fink. My ass is stuck to a welded to a car. What do you expect me to do? I'm gonna be mad at people. I'm gonna I'm throw gonna some girls in cages." Right. <laughs> They, got, they well, glued my ass to a my car. Job as a criminal, I'm going to have to go on the dole. <laughs> That's probably what they're going through. Yeah, it's wrong. Hate society. Don't hate these guys. <laughs> they're a product of their society. So after that, you go into Future City, go after cyber bandits who have stolen a doomsday weapon. Yep. Not much to say about this level. It's pretty standard affair. I love the backdrop. I love the purples cool. and the blues and the, what do you, what do you call, what's that feel, the future noir? Like a Blade, Blade Runner type yeah, of thing? Yeah, exactly. Cyberpunk? Yeah, you fight him in like this futuristic cyber tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big robot. Now he's getting out of his bars. Afterwards, the final stage is how Caverns, all the enemies have escaped, all the bosses have escaped, and you're in a cave, and you have to go after each one of them and defeat him again. Yep. And at the very end, you fight Frog Buddha. It is Frog Buddha. It is some I, green Buddha bouncing around who can, you know, multiply himself and yeah. they bounce towards you. It's just a bunch of crazy clerics in a static position. Oh, no, they, I think they move a little bit. They raise their arms up and down. And they're just flying at you in multitudes. That guy's a little hard to get above. But most of these guys, if you jump in and you hit your turbo, they don't bounce you back. You don't get hit back by their arms on the side. You can pretty much just start kicking a crap at them, especially when your time is running down under 10 and you get in there, for some reason, it, it really allows you to bash the crap out of them and get their health bar down. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a game. Give the thumbs up. It's a beautiful sunset. You see your hover bike and then you just go riding, man. You know what I feel like doing? Strutting <laughs> on my AB cycle. If you hit that high score of some sort, then you get the extra stage. It was cool. I like the bonus stage. Nice addition. I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on the game. I, I like the game. It's got some interesting choices. It's just very repetitive and not super challenging, but it's definitely worth playing through, I think. And like I said, it has a great sense of speed and it's fun. And it's definitely for fans of Space Harrier, Super Hang On, you know, those contemporaries. And more abstract, I think, People who enjoyed something like maybe Panzer Dragoon or Sin and Punishment might derive some sort of uh, enjoyment out of this game as well. It's not exactly like that. It's not like an on-rail shooter, but it's similar enough where it'll hit some of those notes as well. I think the reason I brought this up was, number one, because I can't believe I never heard of this title. I'm sure that there have been reviews on Hang On, Super Hang On, Power Drift, etc., because they all came out for other systems. This, to my knowledge, has never come out for another system. So I really thought it would be a neat way to break into it. I knew that the controls were a bit wonky, but 
thought it was an interesting enough game, and especially because of all the horror it features to tie in mm-hmm. with Halloween. Yeah. You hear it in probably here plays awesome on the cabinet. Yeah. Fortunately, I just don't have that opportunity. Well, to play. at the beginning of the game, I actually started writing notes and just pressing accelerate. And the AB cops smashed into countless civilians who were watching at the side of the road. <laughs> oh, so okay. That's horrific. There you go. You know? And the bosses, you got a mutant, you got an alien, you got a killer clown, and you got a robot. So you have all your uh, standard bag costumes that you can pick up at Party City. Exactly. Party <laughs> City? <laughs> the least imaginative name I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> It's a Halloween costume store. <laughs> and party. Oh, and party sake, man. Hey, that's where I got the green screen for the Chikara Podcast to go-go as a uh, green uh, plastic tablecloth. Party City. And the fact yeah. that you can copyright that is what really stymies me. I'm, I still can't believe you can copyright Batman, Spider-Man, Wolf. You just take an animal and you put a man behind it. I don't know how you could copyright that. That's not really creative. Fox Man. I'm sure, it's probably the visuals as well that they're copyrighted together. Sure, like but package. Sure, but you still can't call yourself Spider Man, or else you know. How about Man Spider? Well, what about Ninja Man Baseball Spider? Batman? Yeah, how about that? And how about yeah. just even freaking Superman? You know, what are you, Hitler? All right, everybody. <laughs> hey, well, uh, that's that for that. And now here's TT Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. I am Titty Skmoodkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you like us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>